0: You know, there is always the 16-year millionaire, 20-year millionaire, and they just see the lifestyle, they see the status, they see the money, and that's basically what they are aiming for as a result. So that's why I say social media can be tool, but it can be extremely destructive tool as well because you're always comparing yourself to somebody. Even the richest person in the world still compares himself probably to somebody. There is always somebody who on paper seems better. They put the things you want to see but they don't put the truth.
1: Welcome to the Edge of Excellence podcast. This show is for current and aspiring leaders that are dedicated to showing up every day in their lives with excellence. Well,
2: Vash Tomenik, thank you so much for taking the time to come off that beautiful bridge, you know, the little bridge where you rub uh, whatever you're rubbing there in Prague, Czech Republic, 25 years old, three different businesses, over a million in revenue already. Tell me, Vash, what is your definition of excellence? Yes.
0: Yeah, so excellence, I called mastery. And to me, it's just when you do something so well, that you are so known for whatever you are doing, whether it's in sport and business or any skill you master. Because I just believe so many people nowadays dabble. They do 55 things. They do so many things at once and being average in all of them. But I really love what you consider excellence, because that's that's the I believe the way moving forward, which is you need to become really, really good at something. To be rewarded nowadays. So to me, it's just being really good at something.
2: Wow. You have to be really good at something to be rewarded these days. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Here in America, all you have to do is get a million people to follow your Instagram site <laughs> or your YouTube site. There's a lot of people that don't do anything. But if you're listening, and the problem with uh the Gen Z perception is they see that and they think, oh, my God, I've got to be super successful by the time I'm Vash's age, 25 years old. But it takes a while to master. And while there is, there are the Kardashians and there are a few Instagram famous people out there, most people have to work towards mastery. So I love that. Your definition of excellence is mastery, and that implies focus, persistence, yes. improvement over time. It's not just dabbling, like you say. It's mastery. Well, um, you come to us from Prague. You have an interesting uh, interesting career path at 25 years old, already have a social media marketing company, Global, already have a software company, and then you have your latest venture, um, helping a million entrepreneurs transfer their businesses and live more fulfilled and joyous life. Mindrepreneur. First of all, before we even keep going, how do people find you, Mindrepreneur, and your various ventures if they're looking for you after the show?
0: Yeah, so either mantrepreneur.com or if you have any questions, then go just to Vash, Dave, that's V A S H underscore Tomanec, D-O-M-A-N-E-C on Instagram. That's the best place or YouTube where you can just ask me any questions and find out more. All right, we're going to do a little bit different
2: of a show today. We're going to listen to some of uh, Vash's coaching tips. We're going to talk about his meditation i just got back from a meditation retreat by the way oh nice very nice. we're going to talk about what he sees in his age group here in america because he works in america and in europe because this is a global podcast but before we do i just want to go way back in time vash tell us what life was like for you before university what were you doing what did you want to do for a living and then we'll get into your university life
0: yes so i grew up in very small city uh in the czech republic so i didn't i wasn't exposed to much opportunities back then english is not my first language so i was very limited to just czech republic which is 10 million country so i would just go through school playing video games playing sports not not much happening i was just i would say very normal kid uh but then were you
2: drinking pilsner, or cal yeah of course (laughs) okay good
0: good good. yes my
2: my favorite beer okay That's, that's
0: good that's very good and then around the age of 18 i read the book rich dad poor dad which many of the listeners may might read and that opened my eyes to what's possible that opened my eyes like how much there is to it to the world basically and that's when I decided to become an entrepreneur. But back then I thought I need to have this huge idea. I need to create new Apple, new Tesla, these big, big ideas that of course weren't coming to me and I didn't even have the capital to start them. So for the, I decided to go university. I decided to go England because I really didn't enjoy school much. Uh, But I knew that if at least I go to England, I will practice English. (laughs) So even if I don't like the subject, at least I'm improving uh, language that will just benefit me in the future. That's what I believe back then. And I promise I made to myself that before I graduate, I will have my own business. So the next two, two and a half years, I was working at Liverpool, uh, in Liverpool, which is England, where it's very known football or soccer. and. Basically, I worked as a server. So I would work in VIP boxes. So I would serve the footballers families, uh, which was super fun. And I would deliver food for Uber Eats. So just three years ago, I was delivering food for Uber Eats on my bike. So I would go school and then deliver food for Uber Eats.
2: Well, part of the reason you're where you are is because three years ago, you were working your butt off and you hit a bunch of things there. Maybe you don't even know if you hit it. But first of all, you're hitting the power of work ethic. And I was talking to who, who was I with yesterday? I was with some big time business people yesterday and we're sitting around. I forget who it was, but we were talking about smarts versus work ethic.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You can be the smartest person in the world. You don't have work ethic. You're not going anywhere. So you were working hard. And, and you also hit the second thing. And I had one of my son's friend, Van, if you're listening, this is a shout out to you. He said, hey, can I talk to you for 30 minutes? He came over to my house. He sat me down. He had his book of billion dollar ideas. He's going through idea after idea after idea. He's 21, 20 years old, 20 years old. Mm -hmm. And he was getting very frustrated because he's going to join Hintwater, which is a big uh, uh, company in America, uh, put together Hintwater and another company. And he had this great idea to do that. And I'm sitting there going, Van. You're not going to get that done, dude. You need to work hard and get some experience. But he has the exact same issue you have. And I've heard it so many times. I have this big book of ideas. I need to come up with the billion dollar idea. And then you didn't say it, but I know you were thinking it. And it has to happen by the time I'm 25 or 30. And there seems to be this real need to start a business, but it's got to be the biggest idea in the world. And we've got to crush it by 25. And I just keep hearing it constantly, constantly with people in their 20s. Part of the reason I did the show and I've had a lot of entrepreneurs on that talk about we didn't hit it by the time we were 35. And if we had hit it by the time we were 35, we would have raised the bar on ourselves and kept going because you're going to live to 135. What are you going to do with the rest of your life? So what's going on in your mind with people your age? Why do they think they have to get it all done by 25? And why are they so focused on the
0: idea? Yeah. Because that's what they are sold on social media. You know, there's always the 16 year old millionaire, 20 year old millionaire, whatever the case might be. And they just see the lifestyle, they see the status, they see the money. And that's basically what they are aiming for as a result. So that's why I say social media can be a tool, but it can be extremely destructive tool as well, because you're always comparing yourself to somebody. Even the richest person in the world still compares himself probably to somebody. There is always somebody who on paper seems better. But the thing is, because I coach many of these entrepreneurs who put incredible lifestyle on social media, and I see the backstory. They put the things you want to see, but they don't put the truth. Some of them are depressed. Some of them achieve everything they wanted, and they are still not happy. Some of them sacrifice health, relationships, whatever it is.
2: So, and, and we're going to get into your meditation here later on. Um, but there's a, a need for patience. There's a need for long-term thinking. There's a need for reality. And, and as you were saying that, I, I know you're right about, the, uh, about, about social media. When I was a kid, there was a show called Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous, I think. And there was a kid on the show. And he had a limo. And I don't know how old I was, 17. And it was the first time I'd ever seen anybody. Uh, that was wealthy at 17 or 18. And he had his own limo. And I forget what else he had. And I went, oh, my God, I got to do that. Mm -hmm. And I remember, I still remember to this day. And it was some random TV show. So it really hit me. Your generation has that every single day, multiple times. Yes, Many of it is bullshit. They're they're lying, soliciting women into adult friend finder. What's that other one where they put their own photos up? You better not know it. Uh, Well, there's a site where you basically put naked photos of you and you make money and people oh, are only only fans and then they have all these people saying look how wealthy i am i'm in only fans or i'm a what's that other one not a little sister a sugar baby and then you've got the kardashian thing and you've got and yes there are big ideas that make people super wealthy when they're 25 but most people that do well in business do it because they're on a mission to do something that they really want to do. Like you, you want to help a million entrepreneurs when you're on that mission and you have a goal and you have a higher um, focus, something bigger that you're trying to do. That's typically the way people get successful. But as you say, they've been sold on social media over and over. And it does lead to depression. and It does lead to anxiety. And we're seeing it. And I God, I hope people turn off the Instagram. So you realize that I got to work hard and you realize I've got all these billion dollar ideas here, but it's not about having an idea. It's about execution. And you had to get it done, even though you're working for uh, Grubhub and delivering food, you had to have it done right by the time you graduated from college. So what was your first business out of school and how the hell did you get customers being so inexperienced?
0: Yes. So for me, it was marketing agency because there's zero, there were zero costs to start. Basically, all I had to do is reach out to potential clients, which to me were e-commerce businesses in the United States and Canada. I went after the market because in my mind, I just thought they are more hungry or they are more willing to pay all of these stories I created, but it worked. And I knew that I have to commit because a lot of people kind of want it. I see that's the difference between being committed or interested. If you're interested. You do bare minimum. If you're committed, you do whatever it takes. So I committed that the next 90 days, I will send 10 personalized videos every day. So I will record 10 personalized video to potential customers. I would study sales for two hours a day to really become great if they book a meeting. And lastly, I would use meditation visualization to visualize that the goal I set for myself is already done.
2: So hit me with those three again. Hit me with those three again in case someone's in their car listening on 1.5 speed.
0: Yeah. 10 personalized videos, potential customers, two hours studying sales and 15 minute visualization slash meditation. And what happened is, Matthew, I sent 306 no, 630 videos. So 63 days I've done this and I got zero replies, zero meetings booked, zero clients, zero money. I guarantee that 99% of people would give up because they want the results tomorrow. And for me, nothing happened, but deep down, I knew a few things with every video. I'm getting better with every sales training. I'm getting better every day. I believe more and more that my time is coming. And what happened next is that I signed multiple clients within the 27 day. And I hit $10,000 profit a month. The day I graduated. So three months into the business, I hit $10,000. Wow.
2: And and just by the way, you still have a little bit of that Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok brainwashing in you because 63 days isn't a long time. It's not a long time. So my goddaughter spent six months trying to get a job. People spend nine months trying to get a job. You're starting a business trying to get a customer. Yeah, you got to expect it's going to take a long time. 63 days is the Instagram version of a long time. Most I, I've started businesses and I, I can't tell you, I mean, I've started 11 companies to, to the point where they're making profit 10 grand a month years. Sometimes it takes a long time. Sometimes you spend millions of dollars and you, you think you're going to raise it. No, it's every penny you have going all in. Um, And it takes longer than 63 days. So you, or sitting there as a young person, you're in Liverpool, you have this goal, and then you break your goal down into a smart goal. Specific, measurable, realistic, attainable, and timely. So it's not, I'm going to send out 900 videos. That's not the goal. you got to break it down, 10 videos a day. Mm-hmm. And it's not enough. And I, hear, I have people come in and talk to me in there. Oh, my, my nephew, he's working 22 hours a week at Valori wants to start a business and he needs to quit his 22 hours a week to start it. And I said, Hey, Charlie, dude, do not quit that business. If you're not working a hundred hours a week, you're not working. You have time. So it's not the 10 videos a day. It's the two hours of studying. It's the meditation. Oh, and by the way, he's at the university of Liverpool, studying his butt off. And what did you major in at the university of Liverpool?
0: Business management, business
2: management. All right. So that's, That's a cool story. We've got a lot of good stuff here. It just goes back to mastery, right? You're not going to send. So you said, basically, you're improving, you're becoming more passionate, you're persevering, and you're becoming a master of these. um, How long were the videos, you said? How long were the videos? Yeah, yeah, around 10 minutes. So you become a master of these 10 minute videos. You become a master of video marketing but not in 67 days it's probably taking you you're probably not even there yet you're almost at that mastery but it takes this ongoing drive and trying really hard okay so let's so you, so you start your first company and it's this marketing company yes and you're get you got it up to within three months 10 grand a month and what were you marketing what were you doing you said e-commerce
0: so e-commerce uh so growing e-commerce brands in the united states especially fashion. That's our main focus. Uh, currently, we have a team of seven. That's kind of where I wanted to take it, where we serve amazing clients, but at the same time, it's not uh, like 50 people I need to manage. So we are a smaller team doing around seven figures a year.
2: All right. And so you're, uh, you mentioned that you had quite a few ideas. How'd you pick this one? Ideas are a dime a dozen? I get Someone comes to me and gives me five ideas a month. Yeah. How did you go? For, first of all, how many ideas do you have? How did you pick this idea? And what did you do to get it going so fast?
0: Yeah. For me, the first thing, I, I needed something that doesn't have much capital, you know, because many ideas people come, they immediately need to get investors. They have zero experience, zero valuation, everything. So to me, I had to do something that has very little cost. And to me, marketing agency is one of the businesses where you basically need just a few hundred dollars for softwares, maybe website, that's it. Also, I was on site managing my friend's uh, website for e-commerce. So I had some experience with marketing and I decided to go with Facebook ads because that's where I had some experience. But I immediately hired experts so I didn't have to deliver the service myself. My intention was never to deliver the service. My, My intention was to just be the business owner, working on the business, not in the business. You hired
2: experts that knew more than you yes. about e-commerce and about marketing. Exactly. Okay, so you, how many ideas did you have? Probably
0: 10, and I picked this. Okay, so you, you got 10 business ideas. How would you pick it, and how long did it take? Yeah, so it was almost like which one would be the easiest to start, honestly. <laughs> because I always tell there's a million ways to roam. My goal was $10,000 in a month profit. And I asked myself which business will get me there fastest and which one I can start today. And this was the business I could start today. All right. So the path from
2: I want to be in business to I am in business is one get experience so you've mentioned these different jobs you have and i've seen i've seen lots of people go through their job process first job you suck at probably get fired second job maybe you work 20 hours a week you're getting better third job now you know how to have a job then you got to start doing things where you get experience so you got your work ethic down then you help this uh, guy with this website so you're getting a little bit of experience so that's the first step work hard get experience you want to start a business you can't be lazy sorry Sorry, Kim Kardashian is one of the hardest working people in the world. In fact, the whole Kardashian family works their ass off. They work their ass off. So you're not going to get there if you're just good looking or if you're just smart. So you're working, you're getting experience, and then you have to make a list of what your priorities are. So you had cost, you had the things you had experience in, you had what's easy, you had profitability. So you're, I don't know if you wrote it down, but you're weighing out the options of your different ideas and you just got to pick one.
0: Exactly. And
2: that one may fail. And nine times out of 10, it does fail. And then how did you go from, okay, I have 10 ideas. I got this one idea. I think it's going to be the most profitable. I think it's going to be the one that aligns with my experience. I think it's going to check this box, this box, this box, this box. How do you get to execution from that?
0: I just uh, said, I fucking need to commit. It's no longer time to just sit around and just ponder. oh, what should I do? I just said, Vash, are you interested in making it happen or are you committed? And I said, no, I'm committed. And I tell people, you need to have a vision. You need to know where you're going. You need to know your North Star, but you know to, need to know what, what is your reason why. If your reason why is to impress others, if your reason why is to prove your teachers wrong, you're not going to get it. But my why was so strong. I never wanted to sit on a bike and ever again deliver the food. I wanted to help my parents financially. That was my motor. That was my engine moving forward. And that day I committed. Next day I was already executing the three tasks. And a chip on your
2: shoulder is a
0: good thing. So you
2: never want it. and, And so that's motivated by a monetary result. And there's a lot of people that start that way. You know, I went to private school and I wasn't the wealthiest kid there. And I wanted to smoke all those kids at the Albuquerque Academy, which I did. Um, and that's what got me started, but that's a real low bar to set if that's what you're aspiring to. And maybe that's a you think prefrontal cortex development under 25 years old, I got to show them, or I got to make myself big or I need the nicest car that doesn't get you far. That might get you started. But after that, That vision kicks
1: in. Are you enjoying the show thus far? We go through so many resources and links with this podcast. It's tough to keep up. I get it. That's why Matt and the rest of the team put together the Edge of Excellence Bundle. In it, you'll find different tools that relate to overarching themes and topics of the show. Things like disk assessment tools, time management strategies and tactics, stress and anxiety management tools, exclusive videos and episodes from this podcast that is not released anywhere else, and so much more. The best part? As a valued listener of the show, you can access the Edge of Excellence bundle 100% for free of charge. That's right. For simply being awesome and tuning in, to get access, all you have to do is go to www.collegeworks.com/podcast and fill out the short form there for us to get the bundle over to you. Once again, it's www.collegeworks.com/podcast. Now, back to the show.
2: So, you start your first business you get going with this uh, e-commerce marketing you get your seven employees and then you you make the big mistake that i've seen lots of entrepreneurs making i spent uh, three years traveling the world as the global well as global chairman the last year but on the global board and the global chairman of the entrepreneurs organization and there seems to be something that happens in entrepreneurs globally and that's why i've been to prague and 73 other countries well the czech republic and 73 other countries um they get good at something And then they get this entrepreneurial optimism. I can do anything. And then instead of, and you said it, stay focused, stay committed, not just interested, work for mastery. And they go, oh no, now I'm 21 years old or two years old or three years old. I need to start a new business. Usually not a recipe for success and usually not in the same industry as the first business they started. So that takes out a lot of entrepreneurs. You've done it and it worked for you. What was your second business? And why
0: the hell would you start it if you're doing so well with
2: your first business?
0: Yeah, f- first I knew that the first business is a stepping stone. There's a cash flow business that will just allow me to do more, achieve more, be more, contribute more. And second business is this. I tell people that business is solving problems, and what happened, there was iOS update from Apple that made the marketing of for e-commerce quite difficult. So uh, every marketer started crying that they don't have the data anymore. So instead of me crying, I asked myself, can we resolve it? That's how the software company was born as an answer to a problem. So it wasn't that I had shiny object syndrome that I need. Oh, what's new? What's new? What's new? I just discovered another problem to solve. And that's how second company was born. So you had a vision of
2: really the marketing company was a step from the beginning. Yes. So you had your list and I need to get some cash. I need to get going. I need to lift myself up. I'm not going to get a parent or a relative that's going to just give me money, which never happens. Nobody has that because you got to prove yourself before your billionaire uncle gives you any money. They're not going to do it. That's why they have a billion dollars. So you have these other ideas waiting and you move into this software business. To solve a problem but you went from marketing to software it is technology but how did you make that jump and uh, how many people did you hire and how did that work
0: yeah so at the peak we had 10 uh, 10 coders working under us i partner up i give one third of the company to the head of the head developer because that way he would have bought in the business and i knew he would do more for it so yes at the peak 10 employees And basically, I became the brain of the business. He was the hands. So I came up with the ideas he would execute because I have no experience with coding.
2: All right. And and a lot of times, like I had a painting company and then I had a chemical company and then I had a software company and then I had a real estate company. Like, what the hell am I doing here? Not related at all. So your company is related. It's tech-based and there are synergies where one company is helping the other company solve a problem. So that could be considered intrapreneur. That happens in big corporations all the time. We need to do something over here to solve that problem. You just made an entrepreneurial and started a different company and that company is still going too. Yes, now in process of sell. So I'm selling it. Oh, and you're selling it. Here comes something nice for mom and dad. Very nice to know that you appreciate your parents so much and you wanna give back. And then you start a third company. What was the process there? Yeah,
0: so as I started succeeding, quite rapidly. People started messaging me. Hey, Vash, I have marketing agency too. I can't sign my first client or I'm stuck at certain number. Can you help me? So people started coming to me because they saw my results. They saw uh, how I'm succeeding, basically. And they wanted that too. So they started asking if I can coach them. And that's exactly what started to happening. But I realized that I'm not teaching them much more tactics like email script, sales script. That's not what I was giving to them because their biggest program was, let's say, they were procrastinating. They had fears. They were in some way lazy. And that's what I started helping them. And now I call it mindset. So basically with the inside, more just shaping them as a leader rather than giving them some extra tactics. And they started to have more and more results. And then it got to a point where I just couldn't serve more one-on-one students because it was just time demanding. So I partnered up with my best friend who were also coaching Mindset and we created my Entrepreneur, which is the combination of mindset and entrepreneur together. And we started group, especially in groups to impact more people, coach entrepreneurs, how to master their mindset so they succeed in any business they choose. And now we have over 1,000 entrepreneurs in our program. So you came in. Uh, people came in tactically.
2: Yes, and they want help with the tactic. And oftentimes it's deeper. Why is there a problem? Five levels of why. Exactly. Why? 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 And you end with a foundational issue that you're fixing. So I bet a lot of people would have focused on the tactics. Yeah. A lot of people wouldn't have connected the dots. That I see all these people wanting these different tactics. Uh, what's the root cause here? A lot of people wouldn't catch that. So you, your business became somewhat viral it sounds like because you were delivering value because again, you're working hard at it. You're not just dealing with the surface issues. You're spending the time and energy to dig down. You're not just going to work every day and talking to people. You're thinking about it at night and that's how you get a business going. You get your million list of ideas. Then you figure out which one you're gonna do with priority list. Then you execute and you're looking for, li- you're entre- you're an entrepreneur, you're looking for problems to solve, holes to plug. And if you do a good job of it and you put effort in and you're constantly improving, like you said, and you're looking for mastery of whatever you're doing, not just interest, maybe it becomes viral and maybe you get all these um, clients coming to you. And and how many years has this business been around?
0: Uh, close to two years. Close to two years.
2: You know how long my business has been around? <laughs> Yes, like 15 31 years man (laughs) 31 years and that's how long it takes and do i can and by the way success just keeps going up and up and up and then eventually i got to the point where i and you mentioned this before and i want to come back to it there's always someone with the bigger plane there's always someone with the better boat there's always someone with a better looking face except for you In my case, there is. And I had a guy, uh, Larry Green's his name. He has a company called Systems Paving. He he does ads in the US and he's got this South African accent. He just sold Systems Paving, by the way. And we're at this group meeting and he looks at me and he says, hey, Matt, some of these people spend more money on their jets a year than you'll ever make in a year. Don't try to keep up. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, that's a weird thing to say to a 30 year old entrepreneur that's trying to crush everybody. But it changed my life. That little saying changed my life because everyone's trying to keep up more, more, more. Instagram, Kardashians, more, 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 more. And this guy just, the subtle little comment, pats me on the back mm. and I decided, you're right. I'm going to do the best I can do. Exactly. I'm going to crush it my way. I'm not going to care about those people. And in fact, I'm going to do everything I can to help them crush it even more and lose track of the, the Instagram world. The, I'm a loser. You're, I, I love hanging around with people more successful than me, but you can't have it in your face all the time. Yeah. And so let's bring with that. Let's bring in my entrepreneur. Let's bring in how you master mindset. So you have a couple things that I think be really good for my audience. And if you're listening at 1.5 speed, you might slow it down. Here we go. So you're doing. You're working with people, group coaching, online programs, in person masterminds four times a year to teach them to master mindset. And and I've got. A lot of people listening in their 20s, coming out of college or you know out of college for a few years. What tools and techniques for young entrepreneurs do you recommend to master mindset?
0: Yes, first thing is everybody needs to sit down and write down what they truly want. Most people don't know what they want. That's why they can't get it. Well, how do you write it down if you don't know what you want? That's the thing. You need to spend time with yourself, not with your phone, not with your TV. I recommend at least two free hours. Go to your favorite coffee shop, go to your favorite spot in nature and just ask yourself, if I could achieve one thing the upcoming year, upcoming two years, what would truly make me like just happy, just would put smile on my face, would make my life like vacation? What would that be? And maybe first 15 minutes, nothing will come up or very surface answers. But if you spend hour, two, three It will be worth it because then you will spend two years pursuing it. So if you choose, quote unquote, the wrong goal, you might find out that two years you will be pursuing something that is not even important to you. So that's the first thing, knowing what you want. Second, you need to know why you want it. Again, as I was mentioning, don't do it for the cars. Don't do it to impress others. What is the deeper why? Maybe you want to unlock your potential, see how how much there is to it. Maybe you want to help your family. Maybe you want to help some people in need. Just what is the reason why for you? Like, why is it important to you? Step number three is commit to free actions you can do every day. I tell people it's better to do something consistently than intensely for a shorter period of time. It's like New Year's. New Year's resolution. People get all pumped up for two weeks. They go to the gym. They're so excited. Two weeks later, they give up. That's not good. That's not, you can't go to gym once and be fit for life. I tell people rather than going to gym every day for an hour, rather go every day for five minutes or go f- three times a week, but do it consistently. And that's where the 90 day challenges come to. That's I'm on 90 day challenge all year, basically. I just ask myself which free actions I want to do or can do every day that will get me closer to my goal. So as as I already mentioned, I just said, okay, I need to get in front of the potential customers. To me, the best way was personalized videos. Okay, Vash, you have university. How much time can you dedicate to it? Around two hours. Okay, we'll do 10 a day. Then, okay, imagine you book a call. How are you going to close the deal? You've never sold anything before. You need to master it, but you need to be really good at it, okay? Let me commit two hours a day to sales. And lastly, I asked myself, okay, Vash, you have the goal of $10,000 a month. You've never earned that sort of money. You've never even seen that sort of money, which means you don't believe you can do it. So let's use visualization to visualize that you already have that sort of money, you've already achieved it, to increase the belief you already have it. And these are free actions. And maybe the listener has more goal, not about money or business, maybe it's about health. Okay, what are three things you can do? Maybe you commit the next 90 days, you will exercise every morning for 15 minutes. Maybe you commit for 90 days, you're not going to eat chocolate. I don't know. But what are three things you can do every day to move closer to that goal? That's another thing, to make it super, super actionable. And I, as I tell people, like it's all about consistency. That's what got me here. Because some people... We'll do the videos as I did, but they will do it twice a week. Yeah. Consistency is commitment, not interest. Yeah, exactly.
2: If you're interested, you go to the gym once a week for an hour. If you're committed, you go every day. Yeah. If you're interested, you write down your ideas and think about them a little bit. If you're committed, you come up with three things you can do every day to move
0: yourself. Exactly. And a few few principles, again, there's thousands, but I, I want to give the listeners exactly the principles that will have the biggest impact. The one is never, ever hit snooze button. I called snooze button the killer of your dreams because you are telling yourself it's better to stay in bed than live my life. If the listener had only seven days to live, they wouldn't hit snooze. They would like to maximize the day. So whatever time you set, just Make sure that when the alarm goes on, you just wake up and start living. No, I, And don't check your social media first thing in the morning. Again, you don't want to spike your dopamine and start comparing yourself to others. Again, I'm a little bit uh, extreme, but I have two phones. First phone that has SIM card and all the social media apps is in a drawer until lunch. Until lunch, I use my second phone, which has only meditation and it has only alarm clock. That's a phone I use until 12. No distraction. So from 7 a.m. till 12 p.m., I put five hours of deep focus. And I know in those five hours, I can produce more than most people in a week because I don't have my email open, Slack open, LinkedIn open, Messenger open, Instagram open, Snapchat open. It's just one task and I focus fully.
2: And it, t- and it takes a minute. It takes a minute for your brain to recover from that transition. Yes. So if you're working an hour and you do Instagram a little bit, and then you do your email a little bit, and then you do your TikTok a little bit, and then and then you do whatever else a little bit. Every time you do it for two minutes, it takes another two minutes for your brain ad- to adjust. Yes. So if you do it five times in an hour, you've lost 25 minutes of the hour. So that's how vash and i kick everyone else's ass we stay focused so you don't hit the snooze bar you start on the right foot not with instagram with water not coffee and you hear uh, and you're too young to have seen as many speakers as i have so you must have read a lot of books because you got a lot of little zingers here Mm -hmm. you got a lot of little uh lines that you use and i'm assuming that if people go check out my entrepreneur they can hear more of your ways of conveying information succinctly so no snooze start on the right foot stay focused what else what, what was the last one with that
0: yeah i would also say 100 percent you i call it deep blocks. it's almost like some people start focusing and they sit down for four hours but usually your focus drops so what i like to do is i put my timer For forty-five minutes, so I focus for forty-five minutes. Even if you're a student, that could be you. Might study math for forty-five minutes. After the forty-five minutes, stretch, grab some water. You know, look into nature if you can, and just refresh a little bit, and then hit it again forty-five minutes. And just like that, I make sure that I'm focused because sometimes when you like sit down and sit for five hours straight, it's not really effective. So use something like this. Don't use your phone in between. Don't get distracted because distraction is just killing your productivity. And if you're not productive, you are just losing time, honestly. Yeah, and and that's probably
2: a big issue right now. If you're working eight hours in a day, you might be missing three of it because your mind is adjusting to all this social media. So stick your phone in a drawer. Um, I want to go back. So we've got the don't hit snooze, start on the right foot, no Instagram, and focus with deep blocks. And there's science behind the deep blocks as well. You can only go for 50 minutes. There's a lot of people that do 45 or 50 minutes and take a 10-minute break, 45 or 50 minutes, take a 10-minute break. Um, That break is refreshing you so you're more effective for the next 50 minutes than you would be for a whole hour if you didn't take a break. Um, We missed one of your points. You said you find your one thing. You dig into why, you work at it, you persevere, you commit to three actions a day and do them
0: consistently. What's the fourth point on that list? So fourth one, and this is a big one. And again, it, it almost takes little time to comprehend it, but I always tell people this. Devash, three years ago, who was still delivering food for Uber Eats, being at university, he would never achieve the goal that I set for myself. He had to become almost somebody else. So almost a step four is asking yourself, the person who has already achieved the goal, let's just say you want to lose weight. Okay, the person who already lost that weight, how he or she is different from me? Maybe he doesn't eat certain food as you do. Maybe he feels differently than you do. Maybe he exercises more than you do. So I had to ask myself, which is step number four. I had to ask myself, if I was already making $10,000 a month, which was the goal back then, how would that Vash operate? And I wrote down many things. He would wake up on time. He would be consistent. He would feel confident jumping on sales calls. All of these things. And then to my best abilities, Matthew, I just try to be him now. Because a lot of people tell me, Vash, I will be confident once i sign my first client and i tell them you will never sign the client until you become confident so a lot of people have it backwards so it's almost like who would who you need to become what do you need to change in you not externally inside of you that will get you closer to that goal yeah i call
2: it moving to where you want to live mentally So I usually think of it when the shit hits the fan and things aren't going well and you need to get out of that depressed mindset so you can trick your brain and pretend you live in the successful world that you're going to get to later. And the question is, what do you need to change to get there? And I like how you do it. You visualize what did I change Mm -hmm. to get there and you become that person. Wow, that's awesome. We're going to move again uh, because you talk a lot about meditation. And it's one of one of your three things, right? It's one of your the three most important things. Where did you learn how to meditate? What's your morning routine? And what does meditation do for you?
0: Yeah, so it evolved a lot because a lot of people, when they hear meditation, they imagine this monk sitting on a stone, right? That's definitely not what I'm encouraging here. I see meditation as an incredible tool, and I see it in two ways. First, you have meditation, like just focusing on your breath or maybe mantra. And that's incredible because it will help you take charge of the mind, the inner voice that is always talking. So then let's say when you want to focus, you're better at it. But also how I use meditation, which is more like visualization, is I'm using it to create evidence for something I haven't done yet. Let me illustrate. As I said with the first goal, I've never earned that sort of money. I've never seen that sort of money. So I didn't believe I can do it. And if you don't believe you can do it, you will take very, very little action compared if you believe you can do it. But if you close your eyes and you get really, really present and you start visualizing something, your body and brain doesn't know the difference if you visualize it or if it's really happening. Best example is the listeners later on, if you're not driving, you can close your eyes and just visualize that you're standing at the top of a skyscraper at the very edge and you're looking down. And what will happen is almost your palms will start sweating. How come you're sweating, your heartbeat is faster, even though you're sitting in your comfortable room? Because The brain and body doesn't know the difference when you visualize. So, what I did, Matthew, is I closed my eyes and I visualized that I woke up, I checked my bank account, and there's $10,000. So, I ran into the living room and I said, Mom, Dad, I did it. And I celebrated with my parents. And I replayed it in my head over and over again, like sports people using visualization. I replayed over and over again. And what happened after a few weeks? I started believing that $10,000 a month is easy because now I had enough evidence that I've already done it. And that's how I use visualization to achieve my goals much, much faster because I create evidence and that I've already done it, even though it's not real yet, yet, but it's coming.
2: Yeah, I I believe you. It is coming. Uh, So meditation is about controlling your inner voice and and i'm not going to claim to be an expert on meditation i just went to san francisco i did go to the tibetan temple i met with Danyo, who's uh i believe he's the head of tibetan buddhism in the united states nice and he runs this uh center in san francisco and we went for a teaching we did meditation then we went and met with this guy michael dart who's a friend of ours who is an expert in meditation. And there's different forms of meditation. And Michael Dart knows all the different forms of Buddhism and where everything comes from and why everything's the way it is. And I'm not going to get deep into that because I don't know it. But I know meditation first is about controlling that inner voice. And you talked about all these distractions, a little devil on your shoulder. And, And if you're on Instagram all the time, it's worse It's the ADD inside your head, all these little voices bouncing around all the time. And through meditation, you focus on breathing and you empty your mind. And when they say empty your mind, that means getting rid of the inner voice. And as Vash just said, if you do it every day, you learn to do it when you're not meditating. And I same group of guys went to the same city, San Francisco, for a meditation retreat a few years ago because I was being mean to my wife and I came back. And she's like, oh, my God, I love these guys. You need to go on trips with these guys more often. (laughs) She still says that all the time. Um, But for a week, I was really great. None of my voices were going off in my head that were causing me to think more negatively about my wife but I didn't meditate that week. Mm. So the next week I was 75% as good. And then the next week, 50% is good. So it needs to be consistent. Yes. There needs to be a commitment, not an interest. You can start off slow and try it out for one or two minutes, but you got to get to the point where you're able to control that inner voice. And if you practice 10 minutes a day, they say 20 minutes a day. If you practice 20 minutes a day, you'll be able to control the that inner voice and focus every day. So that's one type of meditation. The second type that Vash was talking about is meditating on something. And it's the same thing. You're clearing your mind of everything but that one topic. And as you're thinking about that topic, I'm going to have this great business. What does it look like? I'm visualizing. And then something pops in your head. What about laundry? And you say, I'm not talking about laundry right now. Back to what I was talking about. And something pops up. Were you nice to your sister today? I'm not thinking about that right now. And the, the act of getting rid of that cloud and just focusing on that one thing or just focusing on your voice trains you how to do that in interactions with other people. And so what has that done for you in interactions with other people? What has it done for your business and, and with your employees?
0: It just It's something that I give so much importance or value in my life. That's something I do every single day. I haven't missed a day in for years it's just i see insane benefit because because the voice is out of my head in a way it's no longer going against me it's no longer saying you should do this you should do that as a result i can be present what's the benefit of it if i'm with my partner i can give her my all if i'm with a business partner i can just be presently there if i'm on a sales call I can be there for the other person. So it's almost like I'm better at everything I'm doing. I'm better focused. And also I feel it's the fast track because a lot of people's head is their worst enemy. You know, they committed to eating healthy and the voice is like, come on, just one piece of cake. You know, nothing is going to happen. Come Mm -hmm. on. And then end up like download spiral. They eat the cake. They go on Netflix, watch Netflix for five hours and they watch three hours TikTok and as a result they're just going down and down and down. But if you take care of the voice in the morning through meditation, almost the voice is either silent or it's your best friend. It's almost like Vash, don't eat that cake. You know, that's that's not good for you, bro. And as a result, it's more encouraging you to go the upward spiral, which is like, come on, let's go, Jim. Come on, Vaj, you can do one more set. You can do one more rep. And as a result, I believe you achieve more faster. Wow. And you meditate every day? Yes, every single day. For how long? Uh, I I tell my students
2: 15 minutes, I do hour. Yeah, and it's hard to do an hour. You got to start off with a few minutes. And we just did it up in San Francisco. Yeah, five minutes. If If you do it a few times, eventually five minutes feels like five seconds and 10 minutes feels like one minute. Exactly. And it's amazing how fast, how fast you get through it if you start trying. And how do you start meditating? And people ask me, what is meditation? How do-? you're thinking too much. All you do is sit down and think about the air going in your nose and out your mouth. And you watch it, but you can go Google how do I meditate? And literally in 30 seconds, you can figure out how to meditate. Now it takes a little longer to understand all the different forms of meditation and to become a master at it, but you just start and commit. Don't be interested and do it every day. Maybe it's one of your three things, especially if you've got a little bit of ADD, especially if you're if your cloud is you're aware that your cloud is amazing, especially if your name's Van and you've got seventy five billion dollar ideas. and You want to know which one to execute. This is a great way to do it. Any other tips you have for our audience on tools or techniques they could use to either start a business or get their business to really, uh, jump up and hit that 10 X factor.
0: Yes. It's almost like focus more on experience than money. You know, even though for me, the money came pretty quick, uh, first year I took almost none money out. I still was living with my parents after graduation and I was investing everything in courses, coaches, Tools, softwares, whatever it was to go faster, but a lot of people, let's say, make first money and then they spend it on Gucci T-shirt. you know, just don't do that. Spend the money wisely because I know that courses, teachers, mentors, are the faster they already walked the path in front of you, so that's how I would utilize the money. I, I bought a course, how to start the agency when I started, because a guy that I knew has already done it. So why would I try to figure it out on myself? If I could pay him, he would give me some knowledge and save me maybe months, maybe years, who knows? So it's almost like really, really ask yourself, what do you want to do? And then find a mentor that you can pay, whether it's you paid for your part-time jobs, doesn't matter. But almost first year, have the mindset of reinvesting everything back, either in the business or in yourself, making yourself better. Um, So I don't know if you go
2: on the speaker tour, Vash, but you need to go on the speaker tour. You need to go speak to YPO. You need to go speak to EO. You need to go speak to Vistage. People would love your story. And you'll get a bunch of clients for your business. Thank you. Because you've got, uh, got a lot of little zingers that make it easy for people to remember what you're saying. And I'll throw that in there as my, I've never met Vash before. He was brought to me by an agent to get on the podcast. I was a little apprehensive, but this has been a great show. And just as a side note, leading by example, Vash is leading by example with how he communicates. He makes it easy to take it in. He makes it easy to remember. He makes it easy to implement. And I bet that my entrepreneur organization is full of that stuff. So I hope you consider the speaker the speaker gig. You can fly over here to the US, have lunch with me. I'd love to see you again. I really appreciate you making time to come on the show today. You are one impressive dude. I don't need to wish you luck, but I'm looking forward to hearing about all your success. Thank you for coming on the Edge of Excellence today.
0: Thank you, Matthew. I really, really really enjoyed it. It was massive flow and you're doing incredible service to young people. So thank you for that. Yeah, thank you.
1: I hope you enjoyed that episode today on the Edge of Excellence podcast. Make sure to hit subscribe on whichever platform you're listening to this. If this episode made you think of someone, go ahead, take a screenshot and share this exact episode with them. This show exists to showcase what is possible when young leaders are willing to step out of their comfort zone and choose to excel in their lives. To learn more about our internship for young and ambitious students, www.oneinternship.com slash podcast to see if it's something that makes sense for you. Once again, it is www.oneinternship.com slash podcast. Let this be a reminder for you to live on the edge of excellence in your business and life. See you next time.